Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello and welcome to the Presence Podcast. This is Rick and you're here with me for episode number 218. Coming to you this evening from my regular spot, Serenity Place, Shalom Place, screened in back porch. Regular listeners will know all of those location names. Today was a very good day. I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God, and I did as I watched a movie, a film, that if you looked at the episode title of today, you will see the title of the movie, of the film, really, and that is Won't You Be My Neighbor? And um, as I thought about how to approach this particular podcast I'll tell you, I don't want it to be a movie review. I'm not planning on reviewing the documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Because I I think you can find reviews elsewhere, and this podcast isn't about reviews. This podcast is about how do I, me personally, experience God's presence in the daily life that I live? And some days, the life Encount is about my life that I live is encountering a particular film or a particular song or a particular book in addition to just living my life and, and um, the people I meet and the places I go and, and so on and so on. Well, today it was a movie. And like I said, I'm not going to offer a review or a critique of the movie except to say that I thought it was amazing. I thought the storytelling and the way that it combined interviews with archival footage, and it, it just told a remarkable story, and I highly, highly recommend it. I hope that it gets certainly documentary nomination for the Academy Awards, but I wonder, I just wonder, maybe even Best Picture. I mean, I think it's that well done. We'll see. We'll see. And if it does get a Best Picture nomination, you'll say you, you can say you heard it first here on The Presence Podcast. So putting the the, um, merits of the film itself aside, um, I want to just touch on what I was thinking and and feeling as I watched it. And I think for me, the, the remarkable thing that I sort of was struck with is Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, was an ordained minister. He was a Presbyterian minister who went to seminary, by the way, while he was working on the show, but he never felt to my knowledge, at least as it was described in the film, that he would take a calling and serve as a, um, a pastor or an elder, or I know it's not a priest, whatever the, um, congregational leader is within the Presbyterian church, a church that admittedly, I I don't know that much about their structure. He didn't want that because he felt, and this was said in the movie, he felt that his pulpit, so to speak, was the television and that the work he was doing with his show and with children 
And I will just say as an aside, some of my favorite moments in the movie are the um, moments where they're showing Fred Rogers with groups of children and the children interacting with him and him interacting with them. And there's, there's moments where he, they show the show and children that he interacted with. I, I think for me, those were the most incredible things. And he saw that as ministry, even if on his show, to my knowledge, they certainly didn't show it in the movie, but to my knowledge, he never mentioned God or faith, but he talked constantly about love and even more so about acceptance and this idea that you are loved, and he even personalized it. I, Fred Rogers, love you, viewer, child, most likely, viewer, just the way you are. That was such a powerful message. And that's really at the heart of the Judeo-Christian tradition, right? That we have innate and basic fundamental human dignity because of the creation that we have as sons and daughters of God and brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. And that was how he was an evangelist, how he proclaimed the good news, how he was in the world as a person of faith and not just a person of faith, but a faith leader, a minister, one who is called, who is ordained, And I thought that was fascinating and and just remarkable. And there were two other related to that images that I thought were, were fascinating in the story. And they, um, they don't dwell in the movie, the film about Mr. Rogers battle with stomach cancer and then his, um, decline in health. They do talk about his funeral and, and, um, I, I won't spoil or ruin the sort of the way that they, talk about that and, and sort of how they, the filmmakers, they being the filmmakers, how they communicate that image of his funeral. But they cut to an image of, who's that? The Westboro Baptist Church, whoever those people are that go to funerals and say, God hates so-and-so. You know the ones. I'm not even going to dignify them by being any more specific specific than that, but so-called Christians, and I put that in air quotes, you can't see that here, but air quotes, so-called Christians who still, I believe today, maybe they've disbanded, I certainly hope so, who go to funerals and other places saying that such and such is wrong, is hated by God, and they were at Mr. Rogers' funeral, and, and that just stunned me to see that image But one of Mr. Rogers' friends who was at the funeral, he said he went over and he wondered what Fred Rogers would do in that situation. He said he would go over and speak to those protesters, and apparently this friend did. And this friend, caught on camera telling his story, said that the hardest part about seeing that was seeing the children who were being coerced and manipulated by their parents to be there also holding signs. And there's an image of one of those children shown in the film that God hates people who are the ones that Mr. Rogers loved and were reminded by Fred Rogers that God loved them, that he loved them. Even again, if he never apparently said God, he said they were loved. They are loved. 
And, you know, I, I, I think this film had such an important message. And I, I even think the, of the title of the film, Won't You Be My Neighbor? And, you know, we are in a period in, in our history, and not just the United States, but in, in Europe and elsewhere, of that question that was asked of Jesus. Who is my neighbor? And remember, in Luke's gospel, that question was asked because Jesus says, you shall love God with all your heart, body, heart, mind, soul, and strength, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then the person in that story in Luke's gospel says, well, who is my neighbor? And of course, Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan. And the way I've heard that parable explained is, our neighbor is whomever we encounter as we go about our journey of life, either individually or collectively in our churches, in our cities and towns, and in our nation. And, you know, I'm struck with that image of the protesters at Mr. Rogers' funeral, the ones with those signs. And I wonder if, and I, I think about this frequently, I wonder if at the heart of some of the major, major struggles we see in our nation and in our world today is really at that question, who is my neighbor? And what responsibility do I have and do we have to the other, whoever that other is, whether it's a refugee, whether it's someone of another faith, whether it's um, an extremist who wants to, to kill us or do us harm, whether it's a person of a different sexual orientation, whether it's whomever we encounter, whoever comes knocking at our doors, up to our borders or across our borders, who do we have a responsibility to? And, you know, I, I think there, there was a, a powerful, it was almost, I, I won't spoil this, but early in Mr. Rogers' um, show, there's an episode that they show um, early on where King Friday, the puppet who rules the land of make-believe, um, is building a wall to keep out others. And I just saw that. And that's early in the film. And I thought, wow, you know, are we, are, are, are we, is that the fundamental question? You know, are we individually and collectively, are we about walls or are we about bridges and doors? And I think that's the question our churches are answering, are struggling with, our, our countries, our nations, our families. You know, those are the questions. And at the heart of that is hospitality. Won't you be my neighbor is an invitation to hospitality. It's saying, won't you allow me to connect, to get to know you? to care for you, and to allow you to care for me in return, and to contribute, to give. And, you know, Mr. Rogers was such an example of that. And I, I think this film is so wonderful for telling that story so beautifully in, in this age and era where we so, so need to hear that. I want to end this with um, a story that um, Fred's Fred Rogers' wife, who is featured in the film, she tells of him on his deathbed moments or hours before he died. He asked her, 
did she think he was a sheep? And she said that clearly this was referencing the story in Matthew's gospel, the, the great judgment, the sheep and the goats. You know the story, I can imagine. And I think it's, it's fascinating to think that he didn't know. You know, the world had changed so much and he saw so much changing. There's even a, 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 some, a powerful scene in there where after 9-11, he was asked to record um, PSAs on, for television talking about what we as a nation and, and we as people should do after 9-11, September 11th. So he wondered how much good had he done? Was he a sheep? And his wife so cutely in the movie says, yes, I told you, yes, you are a sheep. And again, I, I wonder, you know, what, what examples can we take from him? What would he be saying today if he were with us? What would he do? What would he say? And is not his truth something that should go beyond political lines, left and right, tribes, that we see and cut to the heart of that question, are we going to be embracing and accepting and ultimately loving? Or are we going to be the opposite of that? So I ask you questions here in conclusion. What is your memories or experience of Fred Rogers? How do you remember, whatever age you are, whatever your growing up or your experience was or wasn't of him, what does he bring to mind for you? And, you know, with his question, how can you be more of a sheep in your daily life? How can you more fully and clearly and compassionately follow the way of Jesus, as Fred Rogers so, so clearly did. As always, thanks for listening. Blessings and peace.